Hello there, my name is Jessica, and this is the Sunshine Girl Podcast. Now, on this podcast, we deal with everything life and living it, personal development, relationship issues, and so much more. And so I'm hoping that you sit back and enjoy. A lot of this content has been repurposed from my YouTube channel. That's the Jessica OS channel. And it's repackaged and brought to you right here on your favorite podcast platform. And so sit back, relax, and enjoy. Why you should date someone who isn't your type. Now, when you're in the dating world, It's not uncommon to be drawn to a certain type of person. Maybe you're interested in a physical type, such as people who are looking a certain way, like slimmer or fair in complexion. Or perhaps you gravitate towards a certain personality type, like someone who's more reserved than extroverted, with hobbies and interests that most closely align with your own. After all, being selective has never been easier in recent times with all the dating apps and all the websites at our disposal. I mean, many of which allow filtering, for instance, by lifestyle, physical traits, etc. But whatever your preferences have been up to this point, I'm here to tell you that dating someone who isn't your typical type can be quite beneficial. In fact, it might be the key to developing a meaningful, fulfilling, filling relationship. In this video, I'm going to break down two major things. Why people seem to press repeat when it comes to relationships. And I will conclude somewhat by giving you five reasons why you should consider breaking that part in and dating people who aren't actually your type. So why do we date the same type of people? So according to experts, there are many layers that make up the reasons why we're drawn to a specific type of person. From the evolutionary perspective, for example, pairing up was a means of survival as opposed to like just seeking love and attraction. In the early days of human existence, when you read the history, life was obviously short. It was brutal. It was survival of the fittest. Those who chose male partners who were healthy, strong, and perhaps even capable of providing protection and access to resources were more likely to be the ones that would survive the harshest of conditions. And those who selected female partners who were healthy and fertile, you know, plush lips, symmetrical faces, were more likely to continue their genetic lineage. Then, of course, there were individuals' personal history to consider. We also tend to choose partners based on our early experiences with our parents and other primary caregivers. These formative interactions inform our sense of self-worth and expectations when it comes to other people's behaviors that we carry on from childhood into adulthood. And of course, we can also talk about the absence of maybe some of these adults that we look up to that can leave a mark and influence our type of person that we end up with. For example, if you grow up experiencing comfort and affection, you most likely will learn that you're worthy of love and that you can expect others to treat you with care and with kindness. On the other hand, if you were surrounded by pain and fear, you may feel this as normal as well. Also, we probably end up dating similar kinds of people because we do have a type because we attract a certain type of person and because we just happen to be in situations where we encounter the same type of person more frequently. Just random thoughts. But let me give you five reasons why I think it's important 
that you break that cycle, that cycle of dating the same kind of person that's been hurting you over and over again, etc. Number one, dating a type from where I sit is really, really limiting. Now, if you only date a certain type of person, you limit the number of people who could potentially be right for you. And that's a fact. And while you shouldn't lower your standards or feel like you're settling, you should keep an open mind and give other people a chance, even though they don't necessarily fall into your usual dating category. After all, you simply don't know who you're going to get along with. And that's true for people who are your type or not. Now, statistically speaking, if we reduce the dating pool to singles who meet strict physical and monetary criteria, our odds of meeting someone who possesses the personality traits that are conducive to lasting happiness significantly decrease. Number two, you're prematurely judging someone. Now, along these lines, if you only date people you consider to be your ideal type, you're passing judgment on them before taking your time to actually get to know them. Note that you may be missing out on meeting someone truly great by evaluating them under such rigid standards. Once you're consciously aware that dating people who are not your type doesn't necessarily equate to happiness, you can open your eyes to what is familiar and not necessarily good. Try not to judge people quickly, but rather allow the relationship to grow and become more comfortable with time and change. Identifying what you want out of a relationship and common warning signs that you're falling into familiar patterns in advance can help to really fight this and combat this. Number three, you're stuck in an unhealthy relationship pattern if you continue to date the same kinds of people. Now, another important reason why it's in your best interest to date someone who isn't your typical type is that it can help break a detrimental relationship pattern, as I already stated. In fact, you may not even realize that you're dating the same kind of person over and over again, such as continually dating someone who, for instance, can't or refuses to commit, or whom you're trying to fix, improve, make better. That being said, if you've experienced a pattern of chaotic, deceitful, abusive, or not uncaring dating experiences, then I would urge you to seek professional advice as well. Number four, you'll challenge your comfort zone. Now, when we consistently opt for looks first, we miss out on the big picture. I mean, who's this person? What are their strengths? What are their weaknesses as a human being? What kind of heart do they have? Will they treat you right? Listen, the way to look beyond your comfort zone is to find someone who has something other than what you would usually find attractive. Is it the way they treat people? Is it the way their nose wrinkles when they smile, for instance? Now pay attention to this new individual until you find one attractive feature and make that move to get to know them. With this, you can begin to retrain your brain on how it actually describes or defines beauty. And finally, number five, you may not know who is right for you. It's true. I mean, your type may not actually be the right fit for you. While you may be looking to meet someone who shares all your interests, has similar background and or is just like you, it's important to keep an open mind. The key to keeping an open mind includes taking time to analyze past relationships and look for similarities. 
For example, do you keep chasing women who are more aloof and nonchalant about relationships than you are? Or if you're a woman watching this video, do you tend to be attracted to guys who come on really strong at first and then ghost you in a couple of weeks? Really sit down and assess this as it would help you take some very important decisions where this conversation is concerned. Now, before I wrap up this video, two things I want you to consider. When it comes to relationship satisfaction, it's important that an individual includes traits like high levels of agreeableness, being kind, being tolerant, having emotional stability, and less of things that are novelty seeking. Now, while these traits may not sound as sexy as a combination of looks, wealth, adventurousness, you know, Research actually shows that couples who rate their partners higher in stable stuff have the strongest levels of intimacy and sexual satisfaction. And secondly, here's what I want you to think about. It may also be helpful to understand your attachment style. Now, people who approach relationships from a secure-based attachment believe that they are deserving of love and that they will find love. So what does it look like? They communicate their needs their wants. Everything is clear. They're transparent about their deal breakers and tackle red flags head on. They also give their partner the benefit of the doubt and extend grace to them. Additionally, people with secure attachment styles know how to balance their lives as a couple and their own life outside of a relationship. So there's no ambiguity. Listen, all I'm saying in this video is you really need to stop limiting yourself to a certain type of person, a certain type of look all the time. There may be a hidden jewel you may not be seeing right now because you're so fixated on a certain type. Let me hear your thoughts. Write them down in the comments below. And if you like the video, smash the like button, share it so other people can weigh in on this conversation as well. And if you like this kind of content, remember to subscribe to the channel. Click the notification bell so that you get notified every single time I post. Thanks for watching and listening. My name is Jessica. Thank you so much for listening to the Sunshine Girl podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you share it with someone else who will find this information beneficial. I hope the conversations were great as well. And if they were, make sure you tune in again and subscribe to the channel. Turn on notifications so whenever I post a podcast, you're able to listen in and share once again. If you'd like to support this podcast, you absolutely can. You can become a supporter of this channel. Just search for it right here on this platform, or you can find me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Jessica OS. I would absolutely love all the support that I can get. Thank you so much for watching and listening. I'll see you again soon.